0: Friends, welcome to our worship on Sunday the 6th of February. How are you? I do hope you're doing okay. Our call to worship. We come together to meet our living Lord. We hold him in our hearts and behold him in our mind's eye. Thankful for the testimony of those who witnessed in reality. Come Lord Jesus, take away our unbelief that we may behold the truth. Amen. We have a a number of hymns for us to sing today. Our first is Angel Voices Ever Singing and it's played for us and sung for us by Adrian Pallant. Angel Voices.
1: Angel Voices ever singing i e house great God we offer all thine own to thee and for thine acceptance proffer all unworthily hearts and minds and hands and voices in our choices
0: angel voices. Uh, Adrian, thank you so much. Friends, let us pray. We thank you, Lord, for all who have passed on to us the truth of your resurrection. We praise you. We give thanks for those who saw with their own eyes, and we pray that your, our eyes would be open. We thank you for those who testified and those who recorded their words. May we take them to heart. We add our own testimony to theirs, for Lord, we believe. We give you thanks and praise, O God, for your love and grace made known to us in Jesus. Holy God, by your grace, you speak into our fears with the fire of your compassion. You speak into our brokenness with the fire of your forgiveness. You speak to our hearts with the fire of your love. Jesus, by your grace, you step into our lives and an unpredictable journey begins. You challenge us to new thinking with overflowing results. Confront our doubts, we pray that we can cast out our fears. Holy Spirit, by your grace, you give us eyes to see the brokenness of our world. You give us ears to hear the good news. You give us words to bring hope to all people. Holy God, by your grace, we are your children, your people, your church. Faithful and steadfast, you lead us to deepen our faith and to entrust ourselves to you. Hear our prayer, our prayer of thanks in the name of Jesus. Amen. We say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, that we may forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Amen. Our first reading is from Luke, chapter 5,
2: verses 1
0: through to verse 11.
2: Chapter 5. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, with the people crowding around him and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats, left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water, and let down the nets for a catch. He and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken, and so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid, from now on you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything and followed him.
0: We listened to the song, um, sung and performed by by the group Heptagon, and myself, Simon and Vic. As the deer pounce for the water, so my soul, longs after you. We hear now our second reading. This is from a letter that Paul wrote to those who lived in Corinth. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 to verse 11. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I have received I passed on to you is of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried and he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the Twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me, also as to one abnormally born. For I am least of the apostles, and do not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believed. Thanks be to God. Amen. A prayer of confession, let us pray. Almighty God, I come with a humble heart, seeking grace and strength. I'm mindful of my words, attitudes and actions which have caused upset and discord. I'm mindful of my own agenda and fear which has denied the gospel of grace and acceptance. Forgiving God, teach me to leave self behind and to lean not on my own understanding, but on your grace and tender mercy. Forgive me, heal me and restore me, that I may offer forgiveness, healing and grace to others. In the name of Christ, Amen. Let's reflect on God's grace and forgiveness as we sing only by grace can we enter.
1: Only by grace can we enter, only by grace can we stand, not by our human endeavor, but by the blood of the Lamb, into your presence you call us, you call us to come. Into your presence you draw us, and now by your grace we come. Now by your grace we come. Lord, if you mark our transgressions, who would stand? Thanks to your grace we are cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. Mark our transgressions who would stand thanks to your grace we are cleansed by the blood of the lamb only by grace can we enter only by grace can we stand Not by our human endeavour But by the blood of the Lamb Into your presence you call us You call us to come Into your presence you draw us And now by your grace we come by your grace we come. Now, by your grace, we come.
0: I have no doubt that you have heard this story before. I'm sure that I've told it um, probably more than once, I guess but there was a five-year-old boy and a two-year-old boy playing uh, together, which is a a rare feat in itself. Um, The two-year-old reached up and pulled his brother's hair with quite some force. And his brother screamed in pain, probably, um, as we know children, probably a bit more dramatic than was necessary. And his mum comes rushing in, what's going on? And he cried, my young brother has pulled my hair. It really hurts. Well, mum very sensibly said, well, He's only two, he doesn't really understand what it's like to have his hair pulled. So she leaves the room and goes into the kitchen and two minutes later she hears another scream she comes running back into the room and there's the two-year-old crying with tears going down its face. She rushed in and said, what's happened? And the five-year-old looked in all seriousness and said, you said he didn't know what it was like to have his hair pulled, he does now. (laughs) I'm sure those things happen all the time, don't they, I'm sure. Knowing, knowing children, there's a bit of tit-for-tat going on, you do this and I do that. But you know, there's some truth with the five-year-old. There's much we don't know about life until we experience it. We can listen to songs, we can read books, we can get manuals, we can hear of other people's experiences, but until we put our toe in the water, step out in faith, we have really no idea what something's like. You ever try to describe to somebody what um, a taste is like. You can describe it in in the most beautiful way, but until a person tastes themselves, tastes and see, then they might not fully get what you're talking about. Our Bible is full of beginnings, not only universal ones, when God speaks into existence the components of a magnificent cosmos, but other beginnings too. Adam, Eve. Noah, Abraham, the invitation of God continues time and time again. Some of those beginning stories are called call stories. A call story recounts how someone was invited by God to begin something new and often unexpected. God calls the person to begin and not only to begin, but here's the hard part, to persist to persist and keep on going so that another beginning can take place. Persistence. One day, Simon, Peter, James and John get up whilst it's still dark. They walk down to the sea, they hurl their nets into the water and they anticipate a catch of fish. They anticipate it because they've been doing it for years. They know their trade. They know it very well. They know where to go, how to go, how to throw the net. Their hands are calloused by pulling those nets in. It's a day like every other day, at least to begin with. And then things change. The outset, it's nothing special. They've engaged in the same routine hundreds and hundreds of times before. That's what they do because they're fishermen. Amid the familiar water, the familiar boat, the familiar nets, the rough wood, the rhythmic motion of the waves, in the midst of this familiarity for these men, a new beginning takes place. You see, Jesus turns up on the water side. Have they met him before? Heard about him? Well, we don't know those things. And that really doesn't matter. Because today, as he calls them, a new beginning takes place. He glances out to these working men with their nets and their hard worn catch, which isn't today a big catch. And he announces in some kind of voice, follow me and I'll make you fish for people. But like every other cool story in the Bible, this one is quite an adventure. According to GK Chesterton, an adventure is by its nature a thing that comes to us It's a thing that chooses us, not a thing that we choose. Other rabbis wait for disciples to come to them. That's what they did. They sat in the temple. They sat in the synagogue and people came to them to be taught. But this Rabbi Jesus, he goes out and he finds his own. And he looks not amidst the likely candidates, those who have been trained in the Talmud, not the best doesn't go for the brightest, sorry, fishermen, but down at the docks. He goes down to the docks where he interrupts the work of the fishermen. And Jesus challenges these fishermen to change, to step out beyond the comfortable and the safety of their secure job and background. Jesus challenged them to go deeper. They weren't learners in their trade. They had the skills. They knew what they were doing, but now, now they were starting again. Friends, nothing stands still for long. The very nature of our existence means we change and we develop. I wonder, as I reflect on this passage, were were these men, Simon, Peter, James and John, ready and equipped for the adventures that comes to them, that chooses them? the adventure of discipleship. Jesus at the waterside does not collect applications or CVs. He doesn't check references. That's important. But the personal histories of these do not have to have the last word about their future. Christ's call means a new beginning. He takes a wide open risk by inviting them. And they do the same by their response. There are times when we read the stories of some of these people, some of these disciples, that the subsequent events don't really demonstrate that they are particularly fit for their call. Simon, who we come to know as Peter, betrays Jesus in an even more bold-faced way than all the rest. James and John, they're nicknamed the Sons of Thunder, not the most agreeable pair to have around. They indulge in dreams about their own enthronement, missing the point completely when Jesus announces that downward mobility is a path to the kingdom. Yet Jesus never withdraws his invitation to any of them to share in his adventure. Despite how things go wrong, despite how they get things wrong, Jesus never, like Annette, cast them to one side. But he partners with them, partners with them in gospel grace. The novelist James Baldwin once wrote, any real change implies the breakup of the world as one has already known it. It's the end of safety. The call to discipleship of these fishermen, the beginning the story represents, implies the breakup of their familiar world, the end of their safety in the context of what they knew. They leave behind their old securities, the waterside, the nets, those days fishing that so resembled one day after another, and they walk away. The Bible tells us of this beginning for the first four fishermen. They're called from their own occupation, about which they know a great deal, in order to fish for people, about which they claim no knowledge. And Jesus invites them with a simple, direct, forceful word. Come follow me. And their response is immediate and total. They leave their trade. More than that, James and John leave their father. And in a patriarchal society, the father-son relationship is one of the most intimate bonds. It suggests family responsibilities as well as a family business. These men are called from previous lives of fishing to new lives of teaching of healing is tempting to go back rather than advance. Isn't it tempting to go back to what we know rather than go forward to the unknown, to return to the comfortable? Their response to the call of discipleship may appear to be quite radical but actually very few of us are, called, are asked to leave everything behind and launch out into new lives and new ministerial responsibilities. Most of us are expected to answer the call and remain where we are, doing what we do. But now with a view to proclaim explicitly with our lives, the gospel of the reign of God. Paul, in his letter, warns of the danger of clinging to religious heroes rather than to Christ. I wonder what heroes we have that we cling on to, what past memories we hold on to, what vision of church we hold on to. Christians in the Corinthian community were claiming religious superiority because of their particular version of the gospel they followed. Some boasted of being followers of Cephas, Peter. Others claimed Paul or someone by the name of Apollos. Still others maintained that they belonged to the Christ party. We come back to the central gospel message of Jesus who came and died for us, who rose again that we might have eternal life. And the one who gives us the great commission to go and tell others of the same. There's a bigger picture. There's always a response to go deeper, not to return to common ground. God calls us to trust and go deeper with him. And so the challenge today, from me to you and from you to me, come on. Let's go fishing. Friends, let us pray. Holy God, today we pray for all who are going through difficulties that make belief hard. For those who are struggling physical and mental illness, that they may feel the comfort of your healing touch. For the bereaved, that they may know your presence as they walk the valley of the shadow and seek your light those who've been hurt, abused or betrayed by people they loved and trusted, may they know justice and peace. Ease open all hurting eyes and hearts, gracious God. Push aside all barriers to belief. Shine your light in our darkness, that faith may flourish even in the midst of sorrow. Help us, gracious Lord, to look for ways of deepening our faith Finding nourishment in you and your calling, and have grace in our responding. For we pray in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. And so, our final beautiful hymn, Just as I Am, O Lamb of God, I Come. Mm-hmm.
1: Just as I am without one plea, But that you died to set me free, And at your bidding come to me, O Lamb of God, I come. Just as I am, though tossed about With many a conflict, many a doubt Fightings within and fears without Just as I am, you will receive, will welcome, pardon, cleanse, relief. Because your promise I believe. O Lamb of God, I come. Just as I am, your love unknown, has broken every barrier down, now to be yours, yes, yours alone. as I am of that free love, the breadth length, depth and height to prove, here for a time and then above, O Lamb of God.
0: our final blessing God call us equip us surprise us and engage us enable us and send us in the name of God who creates in the name of Jesus who redeems in the name of the Holy Spirit who sanctifies Amen Friends thank you for joining us today in our worship may God bless you